Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I'm going to be doing an update cast. So this is where I go through a few of the things I'm learning, I'm testing, I'm trialing, the little tidbits that may not get a whole episode to themselves, but are adding value in my day-to-day life and working with the way my brain works. So uh, today we're going to be talking a bit about gratitude, a couple of things that you know just keep coming back to the surface and keep showing great value. I'm going to talk about a study or two that I've been learning about around the ADHD side of neurodiversity, which is quite interesting. Um, and what I find is a lot of dyslexics have a bit of this as well. So we're going to dive into that. And we're going to talk about a couple of other things that have been working in my life. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about today is gratitude. Now, you know, I'm recording this episode after I've just done a 25-minute meditation Um, which is something I really love, really guided, visual kind of thing. Um, And it it gives me, you know, one one of the main reasons I do it is not because I'm some mythical meditating, you know, beast who calms his mind perfectly. What actually happens is about, I'd say, 80% of the meditation is my mind running off thinking about what I need to do in the day and then me bringing myself back into the present or the moment. You know, I, I find at the end of each year, for me particularly, the world just gets busy. My goals, you know, how much I've tried to not set them around years, they kind of always feed back into a calendar year for some reason in my mind. So I get to the end of the year and it's like all this stuff's happening all at once. And it's kind of, in a weird way, I've set up a lot of what I've wanted to throughout the year, I'm not sure if this makes any sense, but for the first nine months of the year, I've kind of, you know, hit a few goals, but I've set up a lot of the foundations to reach my goals for the year. But like many of us with neurodiversities, we're naturally just in time finishes. So we find it the easiest to get into action and to get things done when there's a hard deadline or when you know time is running out. That starts to kind of trigger trigger me, probably more on my ADHD side, to start to go, oh, I need to get this done. And so for me personally, I have been having so much, I guess, overwhelm at the moment of just so many things I'm trying to do and achieve all at once. Um, And that, you know, that can sometimes lead me living a life that's very, sometimes my head is very in the future and it's very overwhelmed and it's very trying to hold the spider web of stuff together. Does that make sense? So kind of like we're going on a cruise. Um, Very lucky we've we've had this one of the big goals this year to go on a cruise in December. It's going to be really fun. It's a Disney cruise. The little one's going to love it. And it's really exciting. But I start to think about that and dream about that and visualize that in my meditation. It's coming true, which is great. But the busier I get, the easier it is for my brain to go off into those those kind of paths where I'm like, okay, for this to work, what do I have to do at work? How does that work? And then that spider web then goes out into more individual things I need to do. And then my brain's like, oh, do I actually want to achieve that? What's actually the biggest priority? And you can end up going through this very tiring mental uh, kind of charade around one thing you're thinking about. And I find this, you know, I'm sure for many of us, I don't think I'm alone. I know I'm not alone. <laughs> for many of you have a similar challenge, right? You know, you go into one path of thinking and 
you know, our executive function just runs off. And the challenge, you know, this balance of, any, like these days, if I'm honest, I think neurodiversity, you know, not in, you know, there are spe- specific cases where it's very specific. You know, you can really tell, hey, this person has an intense level of X. But for many of us, we have a bit of ADHD, a bit of dyslexia, a bit of probably autism in there, a bit of, you know, you throw all these things in, but it's basically kind of an imbalance of the, the techno kind of, um, techno is the wrong word, balance of kind of how everything works in the way we think. Our executive function just plays a different game uh, to other people. And so all of these challenges can appear in different quantities. And so, you know, with all of these things happening in my mind at the moment, it's tiring. And what I kind of came to a lot this morning was stopping, like, I even find myself, my brain starts to turn these meditations into times where I can dream about the future and start to put more plans in place of things I need to do. And that's not the goal of meditation, as, as I'm sure everyone here knows, but it doesn't stop our minds from trying to do that sometimes. And for me, the busier I get, the more likely that's going to happen. And so, you know, what really came to me this morning what reminded me of something that always works is coming back into what am I grateful for today? You know, let me reflect on the year now, not wait till the end of the year. I have this terrible habit of waiting till the end of the year to truly reflect. And hey, I love reflecting at the end of the year. It's kind of like my biggest Christmas present is how has the year gone? Good, bad, ugly. What have I learned? I just, it's kind of, I, I just love picking through it. It's kind of fun. But I also have to remember in myself is that I need to be able to sit there in gratitude and think of everything I have in this moment that I'm really grateful for, not the little details that may not be quite right or I may not have reached yet, you know. And it can be very, you know, our brains can be very wired to kind of go forward rather than to sit in a moment of reflection, uh, especially positive reflection. And so... You know, I really did that this morning. I thought about my family. I thought about, you know, actually what I have today and how grateful I am for it. And I'm very lucky, you know, in what I have. I have a roof over my head. I have more food than I'd ever need. Um, you know, I've, I'm, I'm in a very good place. And just to kind of remind myself that and to not push myself to burn out for the sake of it, just for the, the sake of that energy, kind of that, that focus hit was huge. So what I'd say is if you haven't already, if you're not already practicing it, whether you meditate or not, it is that moment of, you know, whether it's thinking about three things you're grateful for each day and putting that on your whiteboard or somewhere visible um, or saying it before you have dinner. We do that with our little one. Um, I do it through meditation. It's probably my biggest point of doing it um, when I when I get to remember to do it, should I say, which is which is regular. Um, but it's just something that reminds you of how far you've come because nine times out of 10, you have done amazing and you've come a lot further than you actually give yourself credit for, which is huge. So that's number one on today's update cast. Number two is I've been listening a lot of, uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman of Stanford university. He's got a really good podcast. It's very intense. Like we're talking two hour long episodes (laughs) and like, I don't think I've actually heard a podcast with more, but like proper scientific information jammed into <laughs> an hour or two. And I'm sure there are a few out there, don't get me wrong, but his just seemed to be, boom, so much. And I've been listening to a few, you know, 
probably two that have really stood out to me that I've really enjoyed and that I'm starting to lean into a bit more. One is about gut microbiome. Now, you may have heard of this term before, but this is all of the, you know, the bacteria and the stuff in your gut that lives, but you know, in your digestive tract, basically, and helps you break down the foods you eat and create the chemicals you need to keep going. You know, it's kind of like your own little processing unit does all this stuff. And the more and more they kind of dig into this, and we've all probably heard take probiotics and eat fermented food and fiber and stuff. And, you know, the there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of information that isn't known about this stuff, but there are some really key stuff that is known at this point. And I just, you know, from listening to this podcast, what did I take away? A few things. One, it's only going to get more in depth, the work they're doing in this space. Like in the next 20 years, you know, you could quite possibly see a strain of bacteria that if it's in your stomach will support ADHD and dyslexia. That's my feeling for this is that they'll have done enough of the research to work out what strains actually improve stuff. And they cited a study that I will never find the research for. It's, it's somewhere on his podcast. <laughs> but basically, on a, on a mouse or rat-based um, testing, they're testing one type of bacteria that when placed in a, in a mouse or a rat, I can never remember which one it is. I think it's a mouse. Um, that they will basically improve their socialization skills. So they've been testing this around autism. And so if, you, if they add this, this bacteria in, the mouse or the rat is more likely to try and socialize with others. I'm not sure what that means in, <laughs> in rat and mouse worlds. I'm not sure if they have a little tea party or how, they, how that kind of looks. But, you know, whatever they're testing for, they're trying to prove that the biome, you know, what you've got in your gut is going to make a massive, massive impact on how things work. So either either, I'm really interested at this at the moment. You know, sitting back and kind of looking at the kind of diet of many kids these days and many of us with dyslexia um, and, you know, or with ADHD that haven't actually really managed it through food, and I've probably been guilty of not looking at it quite this way, um, or I keep trying to, <laughs> I keep trying to and then not succeeding, and so I walk away from it. But just trying to, like, I'm, I'm really focused on trying to up my fiber intake. I'm very conscious at how low it is. Probably the one thing, I've always been looking at proteins and vitamins and minerals. I've probably got a vitamin cabinet that's, that's ridiculous. But the concept of trying to improve my natural fibers and probiotics on its own and really focus on it, it's always been a, probably like a side player in my health. So what I've decided to do is to try and raise that up, really improve the amount of natural fiber I'm having and also really improve... Um, have some conscious probiotics. So things like for me, it's pretty much, you know, I look for things that are easy and work with the way I work. So a bowl of cereal with a little bit of milk and some kefir, which you can now get at the store, which is a great, simple probiotic. Um, I've also got kombucha. I quite like kombucha. I think it once you get the right taste and the right person who makes it, it's really good for probiotics. Um, and also just a little bit of, of cultured sauerkraut, the stuff that's cold in the chiller at the store. So I'm starting to use that more. I'm starting to try and get more seed-based uh, granola, uh, stuff like just stuff like that that's going to actually improve these pieces that I've ignored for so long. Um, I'm very conscious of that. Like I, you know, have used food for dopamine like a number of us probably have over the years. And it's, I need to change how that works. So that's something that's really high 
on my list at the moment. Um, and I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm really focused on that. The other stuff I've been listening to quite heavily around is, is around Adderall, Ritalin, and how all of these things work and why they work, some work better than others. And, you know, um, you know, having been on Ritalin now for, I think I started, I want to say four years ago, I did it for about a year, had a year and a half or so off. I'm sure those numbers are, are remarkably inaccurate. <laughs> you know how our brains work. It's, um, yeah, probably it was about four or five years ago now I started it. And then I had it, I basically, I did it for a period. I didn't feel it was working as well as I'd hoped. And then I kind of just tape it off. And then I started it up again and probably had better results moving from um, one of the other brands to Ritalin. Kind of worked a bit better. Now, where I'm based in New Zealand, we actually, from what I'm aware, majority of the stuff we prescribe is Ritalin-based, which is actually not uh, an amphetamine-based drug. So Ritalin uses a different thing. Uh, uh, Metha, yeah, I'm never going to get this. But basically, it's a bit different. So I guess what I what I learned a lot from this podcast, and I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone who's thinking about ADHD drugs, and all you need to do is search Andrew Huberman and Adderall, and you'll find the podcast he does on it. But it, 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 it dug really deep into how all these different drugs work and how different they are. Things like Vivance, which has come out, which again is not over here yet, and, it, and approved by our version of, uh, maybe not FDA, but our version of whatever drug company sorts it out <laughs> for us. Um, but it was really interesting. And I think, you know, I, I know when I first started taking ADHD meds, when I got diagnosed, there's always this question, should I be on meds or not? Do I want to live a natural, pure life? Which is always the dream, right? It sounds so good in our heads. Reality, it doesn't always work out like that. <laughs> and so for me, like, I, I saw it as a, it makes sense. And now when I'm on it and it's working and I've, I've eaten well around the edges of it, I get a much better response. And I'm very conscious of that. You know, I know that if I've had a shocking couple of days of eating um, and, or I've treated my, my body really badly, I'm tired, I then pop it, I'm going to get a much shorter window of improvement um, out of it. So, yeah, like it, it's just got me thinking. It also gets me thinking about I think I want to try others other than Ritalin once they're available. Hopefully New Zealand catches up at some point where we get there sometimes. <laughs> And I'm sure there's probably ways around it, uh, but it's going to make me look into it a bit deeper, should I say, um, into it. And I think this is the key with all everything you're learning is it's, it's about trying things in moderation and going, hmm, what do I want to really change in my life? So like, for example, with the fiber and probiotics, you know, I don't want to, I have to make sure I don't go into full dyslexic focus and ADHD mode where I think of like the perfect diet and I go hard into that perfect diet for two weeks. And then for whatever reason, I just go off of it because it's just, it's not interesting anymore. I've got to actually install little bits like changing my cereal to have some kefir with it. That's all, you know, and having a bit of raw broccoli, which is nicer than it sounds. But, you know, just having those changes is actually all I need to start with. I don't need to rebuild my whole life <laughs> around this and become some sort of monk sitting on a, a pedestal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a balance in the way our minds work and how we operate. And so I just wanted to share today, guys, like um, in this update cast. I have a couple more bits. I might do another update cast actually on Thursday to finish off. I just don't want to make these too long. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. Hopefully it's got you thinking um, and have an epic rest of your day.